what is going on everyone welcome back to another episode of frame by frame a podcast all about your favorite movies and tv shows i'm your host Amon, and joining me today is the man without a nickname jemmy how are you doing i'm doing pretty good pretty pretty good you know just chilling in my house trying to avoid the decline of western civilization normal <laughs> uh also joining us today after um missing last week's episode is mr ign himself sam how are you doing i'm i'm doing well thank you man i'm, I'm well. glad to be back glad to be back okay uh but yeah guys um so there's this thing i wanted to clear up about america so um <clears throat> Um, so like, you know, Sam, I think you're used to this. Like whenever you say, you say thank you to someone, you either get in response, you're welcome or no problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not the case. I just realized that's not the case in America. Cause like I, I, I got my Starbucks order. So, and I said, like, like, thank you. And they were like, uh, sure. I'm like, aren't you supposed to say you're welcome or no problem. And then the same thing happened again and again and again. I'm, and I'm just, where do you live? Where do you Michigan, live? Michigan. Okay, no, I'm sorry. That's not an American thing. That's just Michigan. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> so people, I'm like, what are you talking about? No, that's just the Michigan thing. Yeah, there's like, uh, I, uh, when I say something, when I say thank you to someone, they're just like, mm -hmm, or sure. Because um, yeah. I'm like, I'm used to hearing like, you're welcome, no problem. Mm. In general. Yeah, pleasure's ours. But in general, yeah. yeah. In California, I mean, you're, yeah, you're welcome. No problem. What's up, buddy? Fuck you. I mean, they won't just say sure. <laughs> There'll be something else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys. But one more thing before we move on. Um, so our short yesterday from uh, I Hate My Friends is going viral. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys the same question. I want to see right, what side you guys are on. So uh, the question is, would you rather brush your teeth? Not, not brush your teeth or not wipe, wipe your ass? What would you, what would you pick? I mean, uh, the answer is obvious. Teeth are easily replaceable. Precisely. Um, that's just the uh, end of the conversation. I feel like right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. the I, I'm, I'm going to pull a Kevin here and I'm saying I'm going to brush my teeth because I can shower. <laughs> and also loophole. Okay, if we're going to talk loopholes, there's ways you can clean your teeth without brushing them. And also I'll it just wash. depends on a diet. You could have a I'll diet wash. that um doesn't require, you know, too heavy, too much plaque build up you know mm -hmm. you can make it work but loopholes loopholes now you see now you can see why this question went viral we have like what two thousand views on it now insane yeah. but uh but yeah um before we start uh make sure to subscribe to our channel for daily content you can further support our show by heading over to spotify or apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star review every five-star review will be read live on the show before we start let's give a big shout out to our patrons bucky blue hopple Alpaca Tom, SAZ, Brianna's mom, brother, wife, Brianna herself, our fellow Aman, and Anna Hudak, and Nikolai Knight. If you want to hear your name at the end of at the start of each podcast, then show your head over to patreon.com slash save the game media and subscribe to your tier of your liking and access to exclusive perks that will enhance your experience. Now let's go ahead and get yeah. into it. Perfect. So guys, what have we what what have you guys watched this week? Sam, I want to start off with you since you missed last week. Okay. Um, not much, again, unfortunately. Very busy. Um, the usuals. I have been watching She-Hulk week to week, thoroughly enjoying it. I think this this week's episode is probably my favorite um, for a number of reasons. Uh, I am also watching Rings of Power. I haven't seen the latest episode yet. 
I heard it's very good. I don't mind if you guys delve into it. I saw um, I saw IGN giving it a ten out of ten. I also saw that. Um, I've heard nothing but good things. They and make that's... you really feel like a Ring of Power. Ooh, I can't. I cannot wait. Um, yeah, and I've been enjoying the show in general. So to hear that this is seemingly by a mile the best episode yet. Um, I'm interested to see exactly what it is. From what I can tell, there's lots of action, which I'm okay with, but it's not necessarily what I'm into Lord of the Rings for. So I'm still, I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't necessarily need you guys to speak to this, but I'm just in, interested to see whether the story that's been, I think, very well built up over the past episodes kind of takes a back seat. I, I wouldn't be a big fan of that, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I've watched. I'm not doing very well. Um, I, I watched uh, The Northman. Uh, oh, okay. And thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of Robert Eggers um, in general. Um, and this film, not my favorite of his. Um, I, I still prefer uh, The Lighthouse. But it's undeniably one of his films uh and uh which scars god is it alexander um, yeah alexander yeah bill is it bill or alexander i think it's alexander i thought it was alexander in in yes. the north and yeah, uh, plays so. tarzan as well right in that yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um i'm not a big fan of his usually uh but in this he was very well cast i think and taylor joy is always a joy uh that sounds a bit cliche, but um, I always enjoy hearing sh that didn't change here. Um, Ethan Hawke as well. Wow. Um, yeah. For the little. Well, well before the boss right now, I think, right? Very briefly, um, right. but a bit of fun. Didn't like Nicole Kidman in it, but apart from that, I think it's a very, very well made film. I saw earlier just that um, Deadline was reporting that they're actually going to do Nosferatu with uh, Bill Skarsgård mm -hmm. and Lily Rose Depp. So. Yeah, guess they're checking on rolling right along, which I I think I would be. That sounds like it again. Yeah, and I heard as well that Anya Taylor Joy was originally um, in Lily Depp's role, but hmm. because of conflicting, hmm. which makes sense because again, yeah. Rob Egg is having that connection. But um, no, I'm I'm down for anything that he puts out nowadays, really. So oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's me, Jemmy. What about you? Uh it was uh, pretty light, honestly. Not too much. You know, the normal She-Hulk um, rings of power, same. So keeping up with that weekly. Um, I actually am behind still on Andor. Need to uh, catch up Need to mm. catch up on that. Um, I'm honestly to the mode where even though it is like some of these shows, with Disney Plus at least in particular, I feel less need to, as we're going to get more of this crossover, to watch them weekly. Like, some of the shows I'm going to watch weekly. Like, She-Hulk is my weekly. I think for this one, probably Star Wars. I might be content waiting. Similarly with, uh, like, uh, Bad Batch. I didn't necessarily feel any rush to watch it. I watched it all together at the end. I enjoyed it. I liked it. But it, I watched the first couple episodes. Then I kind of let it breathe a little bit. Then came back to it. Just because, you know, it's, it's streaming. Um, I will say one thing, though, that I uh, did see. What was that movie? Uh... Sorry, 3,000 Years of Longing. Really enjoyed that. So that was a very creative movie. Finally got a chance to see that. Um, wanted to see Pearl, but didn't get a chance to catch it. Um, oh, yeah. I was planning on watching Pearl as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to try to hopefully catch it. Might be a good spoiler cast. But might hopefully try to catch it uh, next week, maybe next Tuesday. 
But, you know, we're coming up, you know, spooky season. This is really, to me, the calm before the storm. Because, I mean, look, we got an incoming Daredevil appearance on She-Hulk. We've got Werewolf by Night, which I don't know if you guys saw that um, behind-the-scenes feature at, but this is going to be something. Werewolf um, by Night. Oh, my. I can't yes, wait. Werewolf I by can't... Night. You know, we've already got, you know, a lot of good stuff. Surprising amount of content from Disney+. Plus. They're really swinging for the cylinders because we've still got Andor, you know, chugging along. All of this stuff is still going. You know, um, we've got on Netflix that Jordan Peele project with Henry Selleck, that animated stop-motion one. Um uh del toro has two things the pinocchio project and his cabinet of curiosities that just released trailer we got um what's it the toro haunting of hill house dude mm-hmm. del- oh wow i didn't know oh yeah that. you didn't see it? oh yeah del toro's doing pinocchio but good <laughs> <laughs> so we got we've got basically october november december we're gonna be quite busy over here on frame by frame we got a lot of stuff to talk about a lot of stuff to review oh yeah uh, but yeah, what if I watched this week? So I watched this movie called uh, As Above, So Below. Um, it was this found footage movie, uh, like a sort of horror. Um, it was it was very cliche. I mean, like the very bland characters. Uh, but I guess it was like a fun watch, you know, when you watch a really bad movie, but you have fun watching it. It was that sort of experience. So uh, nothing much on the movie. It's quite short as well. Only an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, but yeah, uh, what else did I watch? I watched She-Hulk. Um, uh, Josh sucks. That's all I'm gonna say. But uh, um, what else? Um, Amen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I started watching Reacher on Prime Video, and uh, goddamn, it's way better than those crappy Tom Cruise movies we got. Like, it's it's a classic murder mystery espionage series. I really like Malcolm Goodwin's character Finlay. Uh, he he very similar to his role in I Zombie. Uh, but yeah, this show this show has to be. Probably one of the best action slash thriller series. And he actually looks like Jack Reacher instead of oh, yeah. Tom Cruise Tom being Tom Cruise. That's another Okay, thing. okay. Hot hot take, hot take here. Uh, I don't think Tom Cruise is a good actor. Do you guys agree? You know what? I he, I would argue he's a good actor, no. But here's what I think is the problem. Because you could look at other movies, his movies in the past that he's done some very good acting. The problem is it's not even that he's typecast. I heard one person describe him. Tom Cruise is the last true action movie star. Even yeah. more so than The Rock, because The Rock will still play characters to some degree. The Rock just, I think, struggles sometimes because he will play himself. But Tom Cruise, when you go to see a movie, you're going to see a Tom Cruise movie. That comes with everything it is. So it's not even that he can't act, but the movies are basically tailored around him. Top Gun uh, Maverick, great movie, but that was totally an ego trip for him. And you can see it written all over the movie. The Mummy literally collapsed because he took it over. Um, you know, every end the Mission Impossible movies are great movies, but you can't deny that they revolve around him, Ethan Hunt, and everyone else is just kind of in his world. So I, I kind of feel like he's he's in the, the Rock is in the same situation as him. Tom Cruise plays the same character every movie. He's literally playing Tom Cruise. I mean, even that I've heard I've heard to some degree that from the early reactions, maybe even to the movie's detriment, that he might not play himself in. Um, Black Adam. That doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but he might not play himself. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll, but yeah, see. That's, we'll see. That's that's my hot take of the week. Uh, but yeah, guys, do you guys have anything else to add before we move on? No. All right. So um, so if you if you have been living under a rock, you might not have heard Hugh Jackman is uh, returning as Wolverine in the MCU. Deadpool <sighs> three. Uh, exciting times, right? Like we uh, we also got the release date for Deadpool three, which is the sixth of November, twenty twenty four, making it the first movie of Phase six. 
Uh, I can't tell you guys how excited I am. And I'm curious and nervous a bit to see how Sean Levy, Kevin Feige pull it off. Like props to Ryan Reynolds, who probably played a big role in convincing Jackman to, you know, pick up the mantle one last time. But yeah, a few weeks ago, also the, the actor who plays Colossus, Steven Kapicic, um, he also confirmed that uh, they, they're going to start filming in a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, guys, I'm way so, more excited about Deadpool 3 than, than I ever thought I would be. I'm going to say something that might be controversial. Mm-hmm. Or not even controversial. I just think while this is definitely exciting confirmation, I'm not of the whole, like, there's a lot of narrative, you know, that they put the schmuck, the, um, the stuff in the Hollywood that they say, you know, about, oh, getting them excited to be together. I have a full feeling that this was probably in the works for a long time. And this is just now when we're finding out about it. To me, Hensworth, I mean, not Hensworth, um, Jackman, to me, he always read very much as similar to Ben Affleck. When Ben Affleck said he re- was going to stop being Batman, it was clear that it wasn't because he wanted to do the character. He was stepping aside for his own health, but it wasn't that he hated Batman or it was time to retire. Even Jackman, it still seems clear that he loved the character. It's just the dude was getting old. But now that we're in the season of multiverse where Marvel is quite literally banking off of nostalgia, it makes sense that this probably was on the table. We know that they were talking about the idea of a Wolverine Deadpool yeah. road trip for Deadpool 3. So I have mm-hmm. a feeling that when Fox bought it, Fox, or sorry, Disney bought Fox, they were like, okay, we got this script. I'm sure it was retooled, but I have a feeling that it always was this, and this is just now when we, the fans, are finding out, similarly to the fact that I think that the Spider-Man stuff probably was resolved a lot sooner than we actually found out about it, and they just held it out for ambiance now i'm excited for the movie don't get me wrong i think this but only on one caveat marvel this needs to basically be our last go raw i think we've had three movies that really heavily banked on nostalgia no way home multiverse of madness secret wars obviously is going to have elements of that we're going to see i imagine we'll see i imagine that at this we'll point rdj is coming back for that for sure forget rdj we're basically going to see all of our childhood heroes we're going to see toby and andrew jackman That's is going insane. to come back for secret wars because That's if he insane. comes back for this he's coming back for secret wars because oh, yeah, sure. he is so um shoot i'd expect us to see patrick stewart come back they're gonna throw everyone and their mom in there we'll probably have kevin feige as the one above all make an appearance or something like that you know so the reality but um this needs to be kind of the last one i'm fully in the idea of this being the no way home of the x-men universe because frankly we ended with what new or or, and dark phoenix this could be deadpool kills the fox universe I'm going to be honest, why, that why all, I found that storyline stupid because Deadpool is such a more layered character than that. Deadpool is an actual cool character. And to be frank, the movies haven't done the best job. He kind of goes toward the memeiness. But even then, I would be much more interested in, I don't know, just kind of continuing the plot. We've gotten some decent, Ryan Reynolds has been able to give some decent character development to these, to, to him. You know, we've seen him go, even though he's, you know, still irreverent, he has some amount of development through these movies. So I'd want them to keep it. You know, he's not a bad guy who just goes around murking the universe for no apparent reasons in a story that was an Elseworlds story that wasn't even, you know, set in main continuity. So I would be interested in seeing, obviously we're going to get some meta jokes about, oh, Disney bought us now. I'm assuming that it'll probably be a multiverse plot in some form. Oh, for sure, yeah. 
I think that you know. that road trip the plot just got reworked into them instead road of going on the a road trip. A trip I think it'd be interesting yeah. personally, you know, you want to go full swing, maybe bring in a character like Cosmic Ghost Rider as a villain. Because, you know, the thing is, the thing is, remember, while this is going to obviously be a sequel, and I want them to really keep the DNA of the Deadpool movies, this is a sequel where now they have the full access. So this will be the first movie where we don't have to just say, musical cue for the x-men or only show a couple different mutants this will be the full first movie where even though we don't have to say pretend what's going to be the way they set up the x-men because they can use any mutant they want omega red we could see the shiar empire if they want we could literally see anything this is their chance to go all the way out the gate without having to do any world building at all because yeah. this is going to be a one-off one and done you know this could basically be the the meta version of Logan, where they don't have to worry about being connected really to the X Men universe because there is no X Men universe anymore. Right, yeah. Yeah, Sam, what are your thoughts on Jackman coming back? I mean, first off, it's Jackman. Um, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. This bit that you're pulling, I can't, I, I just, nope, nope. Uh, Grandma, please, will shut that down. Thank you very much. Uh, but in all seriousness, it's, it's good news, I think. Um, I, I'd be interested to see a reality where they weren't nostalgia baiting. Like, what what could Deadpool 3 look like? The uh, entrance into the MCU if it wasn't riding on Jackman coming back. I'm sure it will still be good. Like, I have faith in Reynolds as a creative. I like the work that Sean Levy's done. Um, and Jackman is obviously great as Wolverine, so it's it's a win-win at the end of the day. But I think it's it's a safe bet if if that makes sense. Like out of all the things that they could have done, I think this is arguably the safest. Not necessarily what I would have expected, but for them to go, oh look, you, you we're bringing back a fan favorite portrayal of a fan favorite character. I think it's. Not necessarily riding coattails to make sure that this film is an unbridled success. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Not even fan favorite. He's literally the only one. Fan favorite actor of a fan favorite character who had an amazing ending. Yeah, does it need to be revisited? Does but even then they went. They I appreciate the fact that they released their little video that said, "By the way, this doesn't interfere with the ending. This is." It's not. It's not about interfering with the ending. It's more like you know it, the character ended off at such a high. What yes. if this movie is utter garbage? Is Here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. One thing to caution that. First of all, is the fact that we have basically pretty much the same creative team, with the exception of the director, who's the dude who directed like Free Guy. So even then, there's. I don't think there's any warrant to say that this would be bad. As of right now, I expect to be the exact same quality as Deadpool one and two. But one thing we can remember that is. I would argue that every Deadpool movie has had two things in common, a gimmick and a subversion of that gimmick. Deadpool 1 obviously came onto the scene, and his whole gimmick was that it was an R-rated superhero movie, and it was, you know, it was wacky, it was irreverent. Deadpool 2 came out, and in the marketing, they marketed a lot on the X-Force, they marketed a lot on... um you know, that some of the team-up aspects. Basically, the only thing that the movie actually pulled off through with the marketing was um because they honestly didn't even show that much cable it was really just domino everything else was mostly yeah. a surprise within the movie i like the movie some people don't but it the movie portrayed itself and that was almost to a certain thing 
uh, to its um to its um benefit. So I would say that even though they're saying, you know, we can't necessarily say that this is going to be at face value, just what we think it is. Mm -hmm. And even now, we're going to have what? It's 2000. It's mid 2022. We got a decent amount of time before this movie comes out, you know, and I'm sure that we'll find more about it. And even as we're about to talk about, I'm sure these movies have a habit of evolving. And with the way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe changes these days, some things might change on the fly closer as we get, you know, closer to the actual project. Yeah. But yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. But like, uh, what do you guys think? Is this Jackman coming back going to be a permanent thing or just no. a Secret Wars thing? No. no. Secret, Secret Wars and what's the name? It's If they weren't going to bring back Patrick Stewart, if they weren't going to bring back anyone else, it's clear that they're not going to um, yeah. have... Then we're going to have Toby and Tom be stuck in the universe and say, hey, guys, we're going to live down the street from you and be spider bros. <laughs> I, yeah, would, I would put money on the fact that this film will introduce the MCU's actual Wolverine. Um, I, I would wager that it is arguably one of the best opportunities to do so. Because um, you could have two Wolverines on screen at once. And as one is being bid farewell, hopefully forever apart from secret wars you could usher in the new one in a very on the nose jokey way which i think is probably the best way of doing it because then you can have you can say that yes you love hugh jackman you get him in this film but we are also now opening up to you your new wolverine at the same time i think that that's probably the best course of action and i think that's probably what they're going to do yeah fair enough fair enough um but uh yeah, I, I see. I'm. I don't. I. I think I'm already over this multiverse stuff. I just want Secret Wars to come and go as fast as it can because I want to see the mutant saga. You know, I want actual Ooh. stories. Now. No, come on. You're telling me you're not already overwhelmed with the No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness. No, like, it's just gonna be nostalgia bait from now on. I what is, but it's is not. Wars it's actually not. gonna it's, have a story. I think you're, you're consistent. The problem sprinkled. is, yes, it sprinkles. Here's what here's what we've seen. Here's what we've actually seen from Marvel Studios. Everyone said that there was gonna be a thousand and one cameos in Doctor Strange. We got four. <laughs> Everyone said that um that we were gonna spend half the movie with the Spider Bros being Spider Bros. We did not. We got. A couple scenes, which were good scenes, but ultimately we, we that got was a good a, half an hour. We, we got a good half we got, an hour, but of a th- almost three hour movie. <laughs> that movie was two hours and forty eight minutes long. <laughs> so, um, and it was at the end of the day, you can't deny that it was focused on Peter's story. Peter, one, Peter, Tom, Tom Holland. It was focused on Tom Holland's story, undeniably. And as of right now, they've set up a phase where we're getting a War Machine movie. We're getting strong stuff building up the supernatural and the street level and the cosmic. The only thing we've seen nostalgia is this movie and the obvious implication of Secret Wars, because even then they haven't said that Secret Wars is going to be cameo fest. We know it is because how could they resist? That's literally the golden goose right there. But as of right now, to their credit, the only stuff we see of nostalgia is us putting our assumptions on that. As of right now, we've seen Marvel has said they're going to be focused on building their own characters. And they've brought back no one except for their own actors from other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's getting old. Try something new. 
Give me actual stories. You're a, you're a wet blanket, Aman. Cheer up a bit. I'm just saying, we came out of Endgame. Stories. Literally, people are complaining about Phase 4 because they're like, we don't like the new stories. So I feel like make, we, we haven't gotten the old stories. I want some more nostalgia. I, I'm waiting for X-Men 97 to get back some I, of that I, old stuff. I didn't think Phase 4 as bad as people say it was. You know, I really like some of the stuff in it. I really, I like Black Widow. I enjoyed for it for what it was. Miss Marvel was good. She, I, I'm, I'm enjoying She-Hulk. I'm enjoy, I enjoyed almost all the Disney Plus TV shows, you can say. Hmm. What movies did we have? Eternals, not as bad. No, it, it didn't deserve all the hate it got. Exactly. What what, what else? What else? Did Black we have? Widow. Black Widow's fine. Yeah, Black. I, I don't think it was bad. Shang Chi was amazing. That was yeah. a new story. That was a. I think that was the best Phase Four movie for me. It is Shang Chi. Yeah, is. and uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't get the hate, guys. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I think this is where we move on to our next story. Is mm-hmm. Blade in a trouble? Um, so Blade director Basam Tarek uh, left the movie just two weeks before the principal photography. And now we're starting to get reports from Jeff Snyder that the script is only about 90 pages long and has two lackluster action sequences. And apparently rumored uh, Mahershala Ali is rumored to be frustrated with the script. Now, uh, this could be true. Just this morning, we got a new report that Bo Demaya. Or Demayo um, ju- has has been brought on to write the script from scratch. Uh, he has worked on both Moon Knight and the upcoming X Men '97 show. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think Blade's in trouble? Not I think that people. You got you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll be quite succinct. To be honest, I don't have too many thoughts. Um, it's not in trouble. It's disconcerting when you hear this kind of news, just on a base level, because you're instant you know gut reactions to go oh god the the director's left the project um when he's been fired um and he's hearing the script is being rewritten but a lot of people don't necessarily know the inner workings of filmmaking and there is almost never a completed script when production begins um rewrites are happening constantly um it's unfortunate to hear that like Mahershala is getting frustrated. I don't blame him because I would be as well um, with how, you know, hard he, he fought for this, this role um, and for how good and important um, and pivotal I want Blade to be going forward um, in his supernatural horror corner of the MCU. Um, I want it to succeed beyond even my wildest hopes um, so it's it's not good to hear this necessarily, but it's definitely nothing that's got me filled with concern. There's plenty of time before this film comes out. It's not going to be next year. Um, that's unfortunate. It will be delayed. I imagine something from um, early 2024 might move up or we might just have a long break in between where Blade would have been. Um, I would be okay with either personally if they can make that work. Uh, yeah, it, it's not a problem. I think people that are reacting to this negatively are being too harsh and yeah. are being uh, prejudgmental. Um, mm-hmm. They are assuming things. That I think aren't it's mainly true. due to because what happened with Multiverse of Madness. You know, um, you know, uh, Scott Derrickson leaving, Sam Raimi coming on, and the movie not being the biggest hit. 
I think that's where people's concerns lie. But uh, sure. I, I, I don't think Blade is in trouble at all. I think this movie will still happen. It might get delayed slightly uh, because of all the shakeups that are going on, but I don't think it'll go as far as being canceled. Like, I mean, Marshall. Oh, Lee, God, Marshall no. Lee, no, there is yeah. no way in hell exactly. this, this film is ever yeah. getting canceled. Yeah, Marshall but, is the biggest actor in, in Marvel right now, if you could. Yeah, th they yeah. aren't going biggest to actor pass right up the opportunity exactly. to keep him in this role the exactly. the question that you could ask which i still don't think has any legitimacy to it but is maybe more um of a, of a legitimate option if things keep going wrong is will mahershala decide to stick around mm -hmm. um i don't think he will at all leave yeah. unless something went really really horribly wrong mm -hmm. um because he's a he's a he's a very sensible businessman mahershala oh yeah um he knows the amount to be frank the amount of money that he will make um if he just rides out this storm um and gets into the mcu proper he will be making bank i cannot imagine the amount they are already promising to pay him um, oh yeah so you know he, he'll stick around this film will be fine we'll get it later it won't come out next year it's not gonna happen next year um I yeah be... i mean next year was already in doubt before all of this right so yeah i guess it depends on the scope of the film mm -hmm. um if it's if it's a bit more sort of contained um and and not necessarily street level but you know what i mean it's not yeah. necessarily super it, it'll, it'll be CGI disconnected heavy. it'll be disconnected yeah. from yeah for sure it's not cosmic um, where every, exactly. every scene is cgi fest exactly blood and, uh, and a few a few monsters but it'd be fine but yeah yeah i mean like you know uh the the chance of this film being canceled absolutely zero you know blade is also sort of a well-known franchise between general audiences as well because of the wesley snipes movies and uh yeah so i don't think marvel would cancel this at all and uh yeah they're, they're gonna pull it off it's just that there's been a minor inconvenience along the way but uh yeah these things happen i'm gonna argue that it's actually good news Part of the problem with well, okay, not necessarily that it lost his director and all that stuff, but given the fact that it lost his director, and according to Deadline, which I'm choosing to believe, it was a legitimate scheduling conflict. It was not issues of that. I'm choosing to believe that that's why. Now, no, because here's why. Because here's why. At the end of the day, this kind of stuff happens all the time. We can't forget the fact that it wasn't that Marvel was dissatisfied with Kenneth's version of Thor, but this is literally what happened to Thor already. They lost the direct. They ended up deciding, you know what, directors weren't working out for some other reason. I think it was a scheduling thing. They said, you know what, let's bring on somebody new. Thor or Ragnarok originally, based on both the logo and the little information we know about the original version, was going to be a lot darker than the oh, Taika Waititi yeah. version. When we it got. was first announced, yeah, it was supposed like yeah. So it was going to be yeah. a lot different than the version that we got. So we look at this now. What was the problem, honestly, I think, with Multiverse of Madness was the fact that they didn't do what they're doing now, overhaul the script completely. They tried to take the, the key bones of whatever the script was before, which I think was going to be a lot more horror-focused. They tried to rewrite that. They brought in a lot of different people, a lot of hands in the pot, and that ended up making it, I think, not work as well. Here's my theory. Given the fact that Marvel right now is playing in-house with a lot of stuff and their writers playing in-house, I think this is a natural fit for a certain pair of directors who Warner Brothers might have cast I aside saw, callously. I saw that rumor, yeah. Uh -huh. Yes, and this would honestly be a perfect fit for them. Team them up with Moon Knight writers. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Yeah. You've got a great thing. Now, as for the whole frustration thing, I personally don't give a lot of weight to that. 
because here's the reality. He could be frustrated, and I think there's legitimate reasons to, because mm-hmm. it's his job. This is literally his job, so why would you not be? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we also have heard was frustrated on set. Um, we heard that Matt Reeves and um, Robert Patterson were feuding on set. And yeah. Clo- and we also heard that Zo- that um, Chloe Zhao and Kevin Feige were conflicting. Oh, yeah. And they, she's they literally had, being. They had a massive thing, yeah. Yeah, and we all know we all hear about this stuff, and yeah. then it pans out to either be nothing or rumors or and it's, conjecture it's all behind the scenes. We're massively, massively and, overblown. Because here's at the end of the day, with the exception of very few people, cough, cough, Harry Styles, it seems like most people can separate their professional acting career with their actual business. Because these movies are literally people's livelihood. Marvel's a multi billion dollar machine frustration or not this movie gonna be made because you see how much stock they put in this is they in the featurette for werewolf by night kevin feige said this is going to be very important to the future of the marvel cinematic universe if werewolf by night the 40 minute disney plus special is integral i'm just gonna wager that blade might be a little bit more important to the supernatural side of this universe it's gonna happen and honestly we have to remember that Marvel News is popular now, and with that is going to come a lot of gossipy stuff. So aside from the verifiables, the script getting rewritten, problems with the script, which I do think can be legitimate, talking about how people feel about stuff, I think just gets into gossipy territory that we'll never really know, unless they come out of their mouth and say it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, who else? Another person who could be a good shout to direct this now is Michael Giacchino. He's doing Werewolf by Night. What if he takes, you know, the uh, the control of this project? I think that could work. What do, what do you guys think? I would argue that I would want either a more black voice or at least mm-hmm. someone who, not even just for that, because it looks like Giacchino is going for a very specific style of horror. Mm-hmm. And also, Giacchino in general, he's very much more of an artsy guy. While I do want this movie, obviously, to have its own vision and style, just what we're getting from Giacchino right now, I think that's great. But I don't necessarily think that's suited. I think Blade will have to be a bit more straightforward for the simple fact is that we've seen that general audiences kind of need their hands held a little bit because when we tried to go artsy, we had people saying, oh my God, WandaVision's so boring. Now those same fans practically worship Elizabeth Olsen's feet. Am I allowed to say that on camera? (laughs) Anyway, so, (laughs) so, you know, I think that while he could be good, you know, Either they should go in-house or maybe go for someone that would be, you know, one of those. I wouldn't. I heard Spike Lee tossed around. I think that would. I I couldn't imagine him actually agreeing to that. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be good. Um, I think a much more likely is this could be Jordan Peele's way to get into the MCU. I could definitely see that. that. Imagine, Imagine that. I, oh, no, because we know we've heard rumors that, you know, we always hear rumors about everybody. But I legitimately think that given the fact that Jordan Peele's a nerd anyway, I could definitely see him working with Marvel and working in some type of horror element. If not for this, Midnight Sun possibly. Now, this is all conjecture. The reality is Marvel's moving fast these days. I could easily expect them to find a director within a month or two mm-hmm. and us be talking yeah. about, you know, within a couple episodes. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, guys, uh, I think it's time to move on 
to our next story. Uh, so Armor Wars is apparently a movie now. Uh, it was just announced, I think, a few minutes ago before we went live. Um, this is a coincidence. Like, do do you think? Do you guys think this is a coincidence that we hear Blade has some problems, it might get delayed, and suddenly Armor Wars is a movie? Do you think that you know this might take that spot of November twenty twenty three? I don't oh, think I it's don't... a coincidence, but I don't necessarily think that the two are like in that the two are because of each other. I think here's two facts. I think that Marvel realized, hey, Armor Wars could probably work as a movie. And realistically, Iron Man was the foundation of the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird if his characters never showed up in film again. So I think there was probably some discussion about that. And then on the other side, on the horror side, they were like, hey, Blade's not exactly working the way we want it to. They decide, you know what? This is the best of both worlds. We make this a movie. This gives us a little bit more time to work on Blade, get it out. That I feel like is probably what happened. They were two independent decisions that just happened to work pretty well. There's no way that this is a coincidence because this literally these two things yeah. are announced day a day after each other. But I do think that they could have easily. I do believe that they probably did really say that this should be a movie, which realistically it should have been because Armor Wars is the kind of story that I think honestly doesn't really need to be a six hour plot that kind of just has a lot of filler. This is something that really should be a snappy winter soldier type roadie yeah. going through, you know, facing down legions of armored heroes or villains. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like, we also heard that it's, you know, it takes place right after secret invasion. It might have some important setup for, um, you know, um, uh, for whatever the dark rain stuff they're planning on doing. So yeah, I think this could, this could definitely work as a movie. Uh, but uh, yeah. And anyways, I love Don Cheadle who, who doesn't want to see him in, in more stuff. Uh, but Sam, what are your thoughts on this? Terrence Howard probably doesn't want to see him. I, I would wager that they aren't connected at all. Um, I would wager that it is similar to the reason that Deadpool 3 wasn't um, at, at D23, that they are working on contracts. And I, I personally would wager that they were, and I'm not necessarily saying that it's done now, but I think that they are transitioning from a show to a film personally because we're probably going to get rdj back um as an ai i I think that they pitch to rdj that he will come back and i just i don't think that rdj would want to do a show Uh, i think he would want his return to be in a film um to make it more triumphant. Now, obviously, that's just speculation. Um, I could be completely wrong. And I'm sure there are, there are definitely other reasons. I agree with Jemmy that it is not to do with, uh, not necessarily to do with the, the comic storyline or anything. I think it does work better in a film. I'm not sure how they could have stretched it over a show, but I think that Marvel not only are doing nostalgia baiting here and there and whatnot, but they're also in the business of trying to juice up every single one of their projects as much as possible. And bringing RDJ back would imbue something like Armour Wars, which might not necessarily have as widespread appeal because 
Donji, I would say, isn't necessarily as beloved as other members of the MCU. But to give him a strong assist from an RDJ, even in artificial AI form, would work. So I'm going to go out on a limb and actually argue. Well, I do think RDJ could come back. I do, okay, okay, not could come back. He will come back. The question is whether as an AI, in the multiverse, or both. Sure. Now, um, given the fact that we're introducing Riri Williams, who quite literally had Tony as, as her AI, um, I think it's kind of a given. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of it. I prefer multiverse Tony to AI mm -hmm. Tony, just because I feel like that's kind of weird for this version of Tony. This version of Tony kind of was at peace with himself, ready to die, ready to move on. The mm -hmm. big reason why AI Tony existed was because AI Tony was a big believer in I'm never going to die because I'm awesome. So, you know, it just kind of kind of conflicts a little bit, but, you know, they could pull something off. But mm -hmm. I think that this would, um, I think that it'd be probably interesting if we could get this be basically what we're turning into um, New World Order as i think this could possibly bring in some more avengers because you're right at the end of the day don Cheadle, while he's a good actor that mm -hmm. people definitely see him he's not the biggest names but given the fact that no world order is basically turning into i'm just gonna say it new world order is world war hulk so given the fact that that's what it is i think that they could make armor wars an avengers type plot because this can give us more chance one of the problems or complaints i guess not that it was a problem but curiosities of phase three was the fact that you had the Avengers as an established team. The Avengers never did anything together. St heroes were still quite literally facing the end of the world by themselves when you had the Avengers could easily just show up or at least even be mentioned. Now we're to the point where maybe even to the detriment, they're going to shove every single hero in every single thing. So this feels like an opportunity that we could get. Maybe I feel like Sam would be a natural fit. Maybe we could possibly get Fury or who, whatever of the good scroll contacts that are still around after Secret Wars or other, you know, Hill. Whatever um, Amelia Clark's character is, you know, whoever she is, if she turns out to be a scroll, maybe not. But if she turns out to be a, a Spider-Woman type character or someone else, you know, I could easily see her showing up in it as well. You know, give us some more of that connectivity, but that's exactly something that you don't really have the budget for, or I couldn't see any of these A-lister actors saying, yeah, we're all just going to chill out on Disney Plus for six weeks, and, you know, that'd be cool. This mm -hmm. this could easily be, you know, a, a big paycheck for a lot of people. So, yeah, uh, moving on to our next story, uh, the community after six seasons is getting another movie. Not, not another movie, a new movie. So, guys, I've never watched the community, so I have zero connection to this or zero attachment. But, uh, how'd you guys feel? It, um, what did you just say? I've okay, maybe I'm it. not gonna say anything either. Maybe I'm gonna mute myself as well. Oh my so god, what on earth? I, I, I only None know you have Donald Glover's in it. That's that's all I know. Okay, so I guess we're gonna have to have a special frame by frame community watch along or something because this is ridiculous so brie and i are gonna have to educate y'all but i am very excited for this i'm a big fan of community i would argue aside from some of like aside from the good place it is probably the single best and most creative sitcom i've seen of creative. the modern era creative yes. i don't know because i because i heard it's you, okay about no tutor 
French tutor. Uh, just okay, but here's the thing: you literally don't. The best, the best comparisons I could make to it is it starts off as a pretty basic, run-of-the-mill, quirky um, uh, sitcom. Uh, by the end of the day, the best comparisons you could make are Deadpool, Scott Pilgrim, that type of humor. It goes full meta at the end and starts openly acknowledging the fact that it's a television show. So it's a very good show. I'd highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't watched it, because apparently a lot of people on here haven't watched it. Um, as for them getting a movie, you know, uh, just bring back Mike. Obviously, Michael. Um, not sure. Um, obviously, what's the dude's name? The Rick and Morty dude. You you know Dan Harmon. There we go. Yes, Dan yes. Harmon. Obviously, Dan Harmon's coming back. That's a given. They would literally not make this if he wasn't coming back. Didn't the Russo brothers work on Community as well? They did, but you know they only worked on a couple episodes. So I'd say oh, okay. focus more on the core. Basically, all the other people that Marvel's stealing, get them back for a second. <laughs> build your writers' room back up. The only thing I would say is I honestly don't want Community to return. I think it was a good show. I think this movie should definitely close it out because the simple fact is it didn't quite end the way that a lot of the fans wanted it to. But after mm -hmm. that, I would hope that Peacock would resist the urge to try to cash in on that cash cow again. But other than that, I think it's a, a very exciting proposition. Very exciting. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else you guys want to add before we move on to our viewer questions? I wish there was something I could add, but <laughs> alas, I cannot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, guys, this week we're introducing a new section called the viewer questions. So a bunch of you on Twitter and Discord have sent in some questions for us to answer. So, Jemmy, would you mind introducing them? All right. Yep, we have our viewer questions. So here we go. First one up. When do you think we will see Ted Lasso season three? Ooh, Ted Lasso season three. Uh, I think they're already filming that or they finished filming that. Uh, I think next 2023 because it's supposed to be the final season, so I, I I would assume 2023. Oh, really? It's supposed to be the final season? Yeah. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis doesn't want to do anymore. He's still pretty heartbroken. <laughs> oh, I just thought it meant he was rich and realized he can do anything he wants now because he's popular oh, and no. has money. No, and no, also it, the yeah. the. The they've Marvel have stolen what's his face to be Hercules now, right? So he's yeah, be busy Roy Kent. Roy Kent's gone. Brett um, Goldstein. I I wait I a minute. Ted, I don't watch Ted Lasso. Wait a minute. No, you told he me you would make a decent Reed Richards. He would make a decent Reed Richards. Now that I think about it. No, no, he does. No, he Jason wouldn't. Jason yes, No, he, yes, no, he, he wouldn't. Come on, Yes, he could. You know, he can actually act. Other people can do stuff aside from comedy. I'd rather have him than Jim from The Office <laughs> if we're going to be picking true. comedy actors. <laughs> uh, but no, Sam, you told me you watched Ted Lasso. I mean, I've watched the first season, but I... I I haven't watched anything else and i don't intend to because it's just it, i just know. it's just not my thing um i can appreciate a lot of stuff in it but it's just uh, it's not it's not for me unfortunately it's, to our viewers i would describe it as the perfect clash between american and british humor I yeah it. i i would agree with that to be honest i think that's called um, bbc Oh god! Um, uh, yeah, but yeah. It's just, it's that question came in from Brianna, uh, our co-host over at No Limits. But uh, yo yo, 
All right, uh, yeah. next what's, one what's next? up. Feelings on the Avatar The Last Airbender live action casting. I feel like this is an awkward conversation. If because do we have to talk about that now? Because we never really addressed that at all. Yeah, so. I know, right? Um, I've been campaigning to. I think the casting choices so far have been good, similar to how the Cowboy Bebop castings. I thought they were pretty good as well. John Cho, you know, amazing castings, but uh, you know, the show didn't exactly pan out. Uh, but the casting so far. Um, look accurate. I'm not familiar with any of the actors, but uh, hopefully it works out. Hopefully it works out. I uh, Netflix is again. Really... I can't say anything because have you I not watched Avatar watched last a Airbender? single episode of Avatar oh, Last God. Airbender? Come on, Sam. Um, Come I, on. I I so yes, I guess from the side by sides of the the pictures, some of them look close to the characters they're maybe playing. <laughs> I'm glad. The one thing I will say. I'm glad to see um, Amber Midthunder get more work um, coming off of uh, Prey. Uh, I'm glad. I don't know what character she's playing. Can't remember what her name was. Um, but I'm glad that she's getting more work and she looks like the character. So right. that's a win for me. You will really, if they do a good job at the show, you will really like her character. Okay. I'll say that. So um, that is if Sam watches it. If Sam watches I'm on it. the same page as a mom. Here's mm -hmm. what I... Here's what I'm like. As of right now, this show has basically painted two worlds. On one hand, we're getting great castings. We're getting set designs. We're getting a lot of promising stuff. On the other hand, we have the fact that the creators of Avatar were involved with this project, the original creators, and left because they didn't like what they were doing. They left and were apparently so mad that they created their own studio to go make more Avatar stuff. So oh, something gosh. happened there. We also had reports of the fact that they were going to age up the characters and also play with some of the relationships which didn't all fully pan out but made me nervous and then there's the fact that the actor who played Sokka people should just look up some information on the actor who played Sokka let's just say this he's interesting to say the least so I feel like this is entirely a case of we'll see it when we see it Avatar content I'm excited for the adult gang coming back in an animated movie hype Kyoshi stuff hype all these novels and comics are getting hype. This show is entirely going to be dependent on... I will decide when we see our first trailer. But as of right now, you know, Netflix throwing money at stuff doesn't impress me anymore. Because oh, yeah. I was impressed with Cowboy Bebop. And look at how that turned out. Yeah. I mean, like, Netflix is really backing in on the anime to live action stuff right now. They got the One Piece show coming up. Live because we all show. know that anime to live action is the surest bet in the entertainment industry oh, yeah. to get your returns. <laughs> but you, you never know. High risk, high reward. High risk, high reward. It could work what, out. You know, the, at what point in their history have they been rewarded? <laughs> they can now, probably. I don't know. Uh, but uh, They, yeah, they have Arcane sitting in their hands. That is true. Arcane Sick. is absolutely <clears throat> Arcane, true. Sandman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. All right. Where is Next it? up. Yeah, that question also came in from our co-host at No Limits, Brianna. Next up. Uh, oh, this. <laughs> what do you think of the direction Discovery oh. Warner is taking in regards to HBO Max? As in more content at the cost of human resources, layoff, tight schedule lines, big deadlines, etc. Um, I'm going to say that I can't comment on that because... They're they're not they don't have more content. <laughs> they don't have more content. They also just they just there is no direction. The only direction they're taking them is behind the barn <laughs> at this point. 
<laughs> so like <laughs> I don't know what is there to say. It's that man, I really miss when we could get Batman movies. It was, you know, when the surest bet was that we'd get a whole series of Batman movies, you'd think that would be a no-brainer. Now I'm worried that we won't get our Batman movies anymore. Which, to be fair, I think we'll get one. I can't say anything about Batman 3 or or Arkham or Arkham Asylum, which are all going to be really good. We can't say anything. You know, there's reports saying, obviously, that James Gunn is safe, which makes sense. I couldn't. But, you know, at the end of the day, once this little chapter closes off, I wanted these guys to basically carry on DC for the next 10, 15 years in the same way we got the Russo brothers on board for that long. At this point, it seems like even if we get characters finishing out stuff, we're going to get it finishing out stuff. Because somebody else will own Warner Brothers by the end of 2025 at this point, oh, yeah. at the direction that it's heading. So, you know, at this point, Zadislav, you know, I don't really have much respect for the dude. Because even then, when I was like, okay, maybe he's doing the hard choice. At this point, he's not even making the hard choice. Because the hard choice would be to build back up your company. But if he's all doing this just to sell it, then what's the real point? Aside from them making a AT&T making a buck, literally. That seems like they didn't really care about Warner Brothers one way or another, because that whole them about investing in the future of entertainment turned out to be a lie, to say the least. Oh, so, yeah, you I know, that's, and that's, that's the guy from McDonald's walks into a five star Michelin <laughs> restaurant and says, let me show you how to run things. Discovery, McDonald's, Warner Bros, five star Michelin restaurant. Was Warner Brothers five star? Before it wasn't five star. It was, it was more like, like, come on, like. It was more like a really, really high-end Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really high-end. But it's still an Olive Garden at the end of the day. Uh, A four-star Michelin restaurant. (laughs) Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) I find it funny. No, you at Warner Warner Bros. at its peak, you could consider it a five-star Michelin restaurant. You know, they had Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but its peak was like 40 years ago. That's the problem. (laughs) It was like 40 years ago. Come on. Like when Christopher Nolan was there, they they recently had I remember 2012. Christopher, it was good, but Warner Brothers literally was the studio. I think I think you're applying a very myopic view of what's the same history. At one point, Warner Brothers made almost every single movie, period. It was Warner Brothers and Universal. Those are the only two that existed. So in the mod I would argue if you're gonna talk about the modern peak, that would probably be closer to not 10 years ago, because 10 years ago is 2012. So I'd argue closer to like the early 2000s, maybe 90s, because you were getting stuff like Matrix. You were getting stuff like the beginning of yeah. Christopher Nolan. But even then, that Warner Brothers did a whole lot better in the 1970s and 80s. That was their, That was when they were making bozo amounts of money. I think it's funny that, you know, when Zaslav first came in, everyone was like, oh, the axe of Zaslav is striking He's again. He's going to restore the Snyderverse. He, the, Zaslav is, is bringing his axe down on project after project. Yeah, he's he's whittling out all the terrible stuff. And the the twist, the Shyamalan twist in Zaslav's DC story <laughs> or Warner Brothers story is that he just didn't stop swinging. He just kept on hacking at Warner Brothers until there is basically nothing left. Um, and you could argue that he's thinning down to maybe make Warner Brothers um, or even just DC, depending on how much he wants to sell, even though he's saying he doesn't want to sell, uh, making it a more, uh, I don't know, alluring purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe enticing people, other companies to take the, 
the tumor that I would argue Warner Brothers currently is on Zaslav, where he was like, oh, this is the golden goose. I've got the golden ticket. And it's just proving to be problem after problem of his own making for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's like with this whole HBO Max thing, it's just like for somebody who who says over and over again that they know the business and know how things are going, he just does not seem to have a clue, like completely tone deaf. Um, and the whole sort of faking HBO Max numbers to, to bolster investment. It's just, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope, and he should have known better than to start sliding down it. Yeah. Um, speaking of twists, have you guys seen the new trailer from Shyamalan's new movie, Knock at the Cabin or Knock at the Door? I have not. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting trailer. It has Jonathan Groff, it has Dave Bautista. Uh, I highly the last Shyamalan movie I saw was Glass. He got me with Last that. I said, never Last again. No, uh, I am not split, seeing another Shyamalan really movie. Good. No, because Shyamalan struck, he did, he he was the one who gave us live action Avatar. This started, this was his fault. I'm never forgiving him for that in the first place. So no, he does not get a single view from me. I saw Shyamalan the is confirmed to be directing Blade. <laughs> I will literally, I will go up to Kevin Feige and I will... T- <laughs> And we will have words. Sure, All right, he's so had, next he's topic. Had his downs, but uh, his movies are peak when, at his best. You know, Split was amazing. Old, which came off like twenty last year, this year. Uh, that I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, I think he's one of the best directors. As uh, someone with the see. condition that um, he was portraying, I'm just gonna say it. Don't not really a fan of Split. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah, uh, I I think Shyamalan takes not a lot of swings. Really a fan of that. There's more misses than at this point. I think he has a lot more misses than hits. I would, uh, Unbreakable, legitimately great. Um, the Icy Dead People movie that's pretty good too. I like it. Um, Kill Bill (sighs) was um Quentin Tarantino, so that's a point. So I'm not even sure why I said that. Uh, the next question (laughs) comes from um. Uh, but yeah, this last question about Warner Bros. came in from Grostico uh, over on our Discord. So, next one. Who would win in a fight between Blade and Deadpool? Oh, interesting. Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> I think Blade has a better skill set. But you're talking about Deadpool arts, can regenerate. Skill set. Okay, so first Deadpool of all, we have to we have to define we have to define which one we're talking about. If we're talking about the on-screen cinematic appearances, there's going to be Deadpool because his regenerative factor has not been shown to be able to do anything that Blade would be able to throw at him. Plus, he has a healing factor stamina, and he's a pretty darn good fighter. If we're talking about the comic books version, then the spirit of death... I'm sorry, no, not spirit of death. Thanos literally cursed it so that Deadpool cannot die. He has a he is beyond his healing. He has a healing factor, yes, but cause on a cosmic level, he is an immortal being that is that so he literally can't die. So and either way you slice being, it. Yeah. Deadpool <laughs> just can't be Deadpool. defeated. It's Deadpool. That Deadpool, the Nexus being, yeah. Deadpool uh, is basically Marvel's Lobo at this point. He is mm-hmm. immoral, functionally immoral. You know what they should do with Deadpool? They should make him the new Stan Lee of the MCU. Have him cameo in every single movie. That would be kind of disrespectful to Stan Lee. <laughs> oh, no, just like, you know, just have him be there in every movie, sitting in the corner, reading a newspaper, you know, just that short two-second clip. 
I love that. I'm of the opinion that we should kind of get away from the whole cameo thing. So I, I in general, want to see more like just you and your world and then occasionally crossover. But like that might be funny like once or twice, but I can see that getting old after a while. But that's just me. All right, uh, this question came in from uh, Gaming Together Podcast on Twitter. All right. <laughs> Next one. Do you think that a second Deadpool game should have a chance to redeem the repetitiveness of the first one? Yes, uh, I read. I, I genuinely enjoyed the first Deadpool game. I don't care what people say. I thought it was one of the best superhero games ever made, and it's and it's still one of the best superhero games ever made. And uh, yeah, another one. Give me. I'll take it. Take my money. Oof. Best superhero games ever made. Huh? One of one of not the one of. I I agree. It was fun. Like I think it it had plenty of flaws, especially at that time when we didn't have like you know the. Uh, we we did have the Arkham games, but we didn't have you know Spider Man. We didn't have Mon sure, Morales. yeah. yeah. Um, I think they they pretty much nailed the tone of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nolan North did a great job voicing him. Um, yeah, I'd be down in the same way that I'd be down for a game about most superheroes these days. Um, I I would the one thing I would say is that I want it to. However, they decide to do it, I'm not going to delve into that because that's a whole different conversation. But I'd want it to feel not only in terms of tone, but also gameplay, specifically like Deadpool. Because mm-hmm. there were elements of the original game that felt like Deadpool, but when you got into the gunplay and some of the stuff like that, it kind of got a bit generic to me. So maybe play more into the healing factor, maybe make that a game mechanic where you can sacrifice a body part and throw it at somebody. Get over the top. Get stupid with it. Yeah. Um, even if it isn't super in line with the character, make it as wacky as Deadpool is believed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I remember that that, that game. There was in, like a sequence where you had to like bit slap Wolverine repeatedly until he wakes mm-hmm. up. Love that. Love that. That's peak video gaming right there, gentlemen. But uh, yeah. Do we have any more questions? Um. No, that is from a random yeah. gamers podcast, though, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, yeah, guys, before we wrap it up, Sam, where can we find you? People can find me on Twitter at Sam Heaney. That's H-E-A-N-E-Y. Uh, Jemmy, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jemmy underscore 421. And you can find me on Twitter at Amon underscore M05. And on our Discord, the link to that will be in the description below. Make sure to come in, hang out, chat with all the hosts and co-hosts of all our various different shows. And uh, yeah, guys, we'll see you all again next week. Peace. See you.